In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I was, we were sharing here just before uh, our service began uh, about the, what the Bible says, something that's God's foolishness. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says in verse, 20, in verse 21, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. In other words, the world in all of its wisdom, trying to figure everything out, couldn't get to know God. Porque el mundo en toda su sabiduría no pudo realmente reconocer a Dios. And therefore it pleased God by his foolishness, by the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. Así que, um, dice que, uh, que agradó a Dios salvar a los creyentes por la locura de la predicación. Did you know that, that preaching is foolishness? que la predicación es una locura? Did you know that preaching is foolishness? It's God's foolishness. It's the foolishness of God, the Bible says. And God, through that foolishness, has chosen to see people get saved. I mean, it would be really simple for God just to come down and knock everybody down with His power and say, get saved or else. Que Dios con su poder simplemente baje y, y um, a, a, a todos realmente les diga, bueno, sean salvos, o otro que lo contrario. But he chose the foolishness of preaching. Sino que escogió la locura de la predicación. That means I've chosen a foolish occupation. O sea, que yo he escogido una ocupación loca. <laughs> to be able to preach his word, right? El poder predicar su palabra. Eh, eh, right? It's foolishness. Not man's foolishness, though. It's God's foolishness. It says in verse 25 that the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Right. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. So God, God in his, in his foolishness, in, the, in his, uh, as wise as he is, he chose such a foolish, simple way for people to be saved. He chose that through a living word, a book with pages and ink. That through a book that people could be saved. Now if it was you and me, I'm sure we would have thought of a better way, right? I mean, if you want people to get saved, you, if you want people to do what you want them to do, you come down with power and, and a big rod and a big stick and threatenings and, and all of that. That would be perhaps our wisdom. Uh, we, we would do it the way we thought it was right. But God has left it totally into our hands. It's a tremendous responsibility we have to get a hold of this word and make it life. 
y hacer la vida. To get a hold of this word. Agarrar esta palabra. Let it be sown into our lives. Y que sea sembrada sembrado en nuestra vida. To let it be to let it be placed grafted into our life. Que pueda ser injertada en nuestra vida. And then the responsibility once it's in us to take that foolishness of preaching and share with others. God has given us a tremendous responsibility. God could easily just step down and say, listen, if you want to get something done right, you got to do it yourself. That's what we say sometimes, right? That's what we say. If you want to get something done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> I mean, God could have just given up a long time time ago and said this is just not working but he chose the foolishness of preaching he chose the foolishness of preaching he chose that a little book like this can change people's lives and this book I mean it, there's a lot to it There's a lot to it. But honestly speaking, there's many other books with the wisdom of, wisdom of men in it. There's wise men that have written great and high and lofty ideas and thoughts. Calculations. Theories and philosophies. You have to go to school and graduate with high degrees even to begin to read those books. And you set them next to this book. There are volumes and pages and chapters and book after book after book of man's wisdom. And you set them next to this book. And it looks like foolishness, doesn't it? <laughs> Looks like foolishness. It says here in 1 Corinthians 1 that the, the Greeks, or rather the, the Gentiles, the Greeks desire wisdom. And the Jews are looking for signs and power. And you'd think that God would want to satisfy someone's quest for wisdom. That he would give us some tremendous mathematical formula so that we could get saved by it, like some of these algebra formulas that Melody's doing, you know. Algebraic formula. A mathematical formula that we'd have to figure out so we could get saved. You know, there'd be some tremendous method of understanding things. You'd think God would have chosen something like that to get us saved. And you set some of these mathematical formulas next to this Bible. Some of these mathematical formulas that men have designed and figured out and calculated, they take pages after pages of explanation. And you set them next to this Bible. And what's the Bible look like? Looks like foolishness. Looks like foolishness. And yet God has chosen this foolishness to confound all the wisest of the men in the world. I don't know about you, but I love this book. I love this book.
Nowadays we don't appreciate Hoy en día no apreciamos the Bible like men of old did. la Biblia como los primitivos. We're studying in our school about how 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 the Bible came into existence. Hemos estudiado en la escuela cómo la Biblia vino a la existencia. And how people shed blood, they died, they gave their life so that we can have a book like this in our hands. Como muchos quizás derramaron su sangre, murieron para que este libro pudiera hoy existir. We were reading how how before printing came into existence, uh, they would take a whole flock of sheep just uh, to, to make the skin to make enough skins to make the bible all of history toda la historia centers around this book se centra en este libro it's an amazing thing es algo increíble that this little foolish book este libro necio loco can cause so much so many different strange situations. Causar, este, extrañas, ¿no? It's a living book. Un libro vivo. It's God's word. De Dios. And He's chosen that through a little book like this, este, you and I, yo, as foolish as we are, así como loco como I don't think todos. there's anybody here with a college degree. <laughs> None of us here that can say I can understand because I've gone to higher education. You and I taking the simplicity of this book and letting God work it into our lives. You have your Bible with you today? Why don't you just hold it up in the air and say, Jesus, thank you for your word. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the foolishness of preaching. Thank you for the foolishness that you've chosen, Lord. That we might be saved. That we might know you. Doesn't take a college degree. Just takes an open heart. You've chosen such a foolish way. And yet that foolishness is wiser than the wisest of any man. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Filipenses capítulo 2. Philippians in chapter 2. Filipenses capítulo 2. And here we read about we're just going to finish up here this last title, last characteristic of God's word. Vamos a terminar ahora este último título, esta última característica de la palabra de Dios. It's called the word of life. Hemos llamado la palabra de vida. The word of life. We've been studying a little bit about this that that there's a difference between our natural physical life and the spiritual life that God wants to give us. We saw how there's a, a Zoe life which refers to that spiritual life that comes only from God. And the suke life. It's another word in the Greek that, that to often translated as life. Suke, which speaks about soul life. Just our, our natural life down here. And how only God can give us that real life. And that real life is based on our relationship to God. 
nuestra relación con Dios. We, we can think we're spiritual because of what we know. Nosotros en verdad pensamos que somos espirituales por lo que sabemos. But spirituality is only to the degree we have that life inside of us. Pero la espiritualidad va hasta el grado en que solamente right? tenemos esa vida en nosotros. That's why God's word is not just a written word, it's called the word of life. Por eso es que la palabra de Dios no solamente es una palabra escrita, sino que es llamada la palabra de vida. Philippians chapter 2, en Filipenses capítulo 2, verse It says verse 16, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain neither labored in vain. Me dice que asidos de la palabra de vida para que en el día de Cristo yo pueda gloriarme de que no he servido en vano ni en vano he trabajado. Amen. It's the word of life. Es la palabra de vida. And there's just a, what I wanted to start off by sharing today is that obedience when we begin to To live out God's word. That's the difference between just nominal Christianity and true Christianity. Y quería empezar a que podamos ver ahora que como la obediencia, no obedecer la palabra de Dios es lo que hace la diferencia entre una religión nominal, normal de todos, y una un cristianismo verdadero. The difference of being able to hear God's word. La diferencia de poder oír la palabra de Dios. Hear it, and not just hear it with our physical ears, but down inside of us. Oírla no solamente con nuestro oído físico, sino que adentro de nosotros. When we begin to hear God's word, empezamos a oír la palabra de Dios. Then we know we're His sheep. Entonces sabemos Now one of the first examples we have up here is a little boy begins to hear God's word for the first time. Remember who that, which that, that boy was? Samuel. And do you remember how he began to know it was God's voice? Why didn't God just say, Samuel, it's me talking to you. Would you stop running to Eli? Why didn't God say that? Right, DJ had a good question before the meeting. He says, well, why doesn't God just come down and show himself to everybody so everybody would get saved? That's a good question. That's what I think, I, that's what I would have probably done if it was me, if I was God. Just come down and beat everybody on the head and say, believe or else, you know. Wouldn't that be a lot simpler? Right? But, but God chose another way. Because he's after our hearts. He doesn't want robots, right? He doesn't want robots. He wants a living relationship with us. That's why he gave us the choice to believe. See, if you come to my restaurant and I say, come today uh, and, and I want to show you our menu. We got some delicious food you can choose from. Come to my restaurant. Got delicious food for you. Come and choose. You, you, have a, you can choose anything you want to eat. Come and see. Come to our restaurant. Come and choose. And okay, so you come to my restaurant. I say, okay, here is the menu. You say, well, and you look at the menu. And it says hamburgers and Coke. It says hamburgers and Coca-Cola. I say, well, what are you going to choose? 
And you look at it and say, well, it only says hamburgers and Coke. Y lo miras y dice que solamente dice hamburguesas y Coke. See, when you go to McDonald's, you have, what is it, value meal one, two, three, four. How many do they have now, like eight or nine or something like that? Melody, no, she's got She knows what number, what's number four, Melody? You know what number four value meal is? You know which, which one's your favorite, two, three? <laughs> Probably know them by heart, right? So you come, you come to my restaurant, and I say, "Okay, this is our val- this is our menu with our value, with the choices you can make on it." And I say, "Look, here's the menu. Can you look at it?" It says, "Value meal number one." Yeah, that's all it has. One. I say, "Okay, make your choice." And you look at it and say, "Well, what's there to choose from?" You only got one choice. Solo hay una para so do you have free choice? Sí que tiene, tiene este de no, if there's nothing to choose from, si no hay nada que escoger, how can you have free choice? ¿cómo if God has given us the ability to choose, si Dios nos ha dado la de escoger, if he's given us, otherwise we'd be robots, right? If God gave us the ability to choose, he has to give us something to choose from. Is that right? He says, okay, um, Vincent, I give you, I give, these are the choices that you have. Vincent, here's the choices you have right now. This is God speaking to you. You have, you have two choices. Love God. And your second choice is, love God. Which one are you going to choose? Yeah, you have no choice, right? <laughs> There's no third choice. There's no nothing. So God gave us the ability to choose. He gave us the ability to choose because He wants us to have a living relationship with Him. Back to Samuel. What was it that Samuel did? Now God could have came down and said, Samuel, it's me talking to you. Samuel, over here, not Eli, it's me. What do you keep running for Eli? It's me talking to you. He could have made his voice sound so big and strong that Samuel would have known it wasn't Eli. But he didn't choose to do that. What did he choose to do? He chose to speak in a simple, small voice. And what did Samuel have to do to be able to know it was God speaking? And to continue hearing God speak? He had to say, Lord, or speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And the moment he made those, that, that statement, God then could go on talking to him. Joseph, do you want God to keep talking to you? He can't. He can't. He won't until you say, Lord, I'll be your servant and I'm going to listen to you. And when the moment you begin saying that, then he can speak to you. Otherwise, we can't hear him. We, may, we can pretend like we're hearing him. We can pretend, oh yeah, isn't God good? And we learn all the Christian language. And a lot of people look and they won't know the difference. Sounds the same to them. 
But there's a difference inside you and inside of me. Pero hay una diferencia dentro de ti dentro there's de a mí. difference inside of us. Hay una diferencia dentro de nosotros. When we hear God's voice. Cuando escuchamos a Dios hablar. When we begin to walk with him. Cuando empezamos a andar con él. Why doesn't God just shout it out loud so we can hear it with our physical ears? Porque Dios no, no, no grita para que podamos oírlo con nuestro oído físico. He can do that. Lo puede hacer. He's done that. Él lo ha hecho. But many that God hasn't chosen for that that manner. Pero God hasn't Dios, chosen Dios no that. He hasn't chosen that as his method. No he lets he wants us to desire to hear him speak. Because he wants to change our hearts. So we can know him. In Luke chapter 6, a second thing I think we already talked about this. Jesus said, those who hear my word and do them are building their house on a rock. Now, we wonder sometimes why Christians don't continue faithful in serving God. Or maybe in your own life when you've gone through a trial and it seems like you, you can't even pray anymore because things are so bad, you wonder, well, why did I get like that? Isn't it interesting that some Christians when they go through a trial They get closer to the Lord. And other Christians go through a similar trial and they use it as an excuse to leave the Lord. How many know that example I'm talking about? Right? Examples I'm, I'm talking about now. Right? There's some people that lose a loved, loved one in their life. There's some Christians that may lose a loved one. Algunos quizás pierden a alguien querido en su vida. And it draws them near to the Lord. Les atrae aún más acerca a Dios. There's other Christians that lose lose a loved one. Maybe a child, a, 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 a little boy or a girl that believes in Jesus. They lose their parent and they get angry at God. Otros, otros quizás. a boy or a girl, they lose their parent. Quizás they get muchacho, angry at God. Muchacha que pierde su padre, su madre y y se. Uh, Why is that? Why is it that one trial, the same kind of trial, can make one person get closer to Jesus, and the others get angry and run away? Jesus tells us the difference. The difference has nothing to do with whether they're Christian or not. The difference has to do with whether or not they're building their house on a rock. The rock is Christ. What is Christ? The Word made flesh. That's who Jesus is. The Word made flesh. When we make the word flesh in our lives, whenever we take these words and we want to live them, 
When we hear God's word and we know it's God and we say, yes, Lord. Then the word becomes, a, then our, our life is being built on a rock. And Jesus says when the storms come, he doesn't say if they come. He says when they come. That means they are coming. They have come and they will come. When the storms come, your house will stand strong. What's the difference? If you see someone's house falling down, has nothing to do with the storm being too strong. You know, we make that big mistake when we talk to people. Oh, I understand because of what you're going through. I understand why you're leaving the Lord and why you're backsliding and why you're going to end up in hell. <laughs> I can understand. I understand. I feel sorry for you because I, if I were to go through something like that, you know. No, if we understood properly, we could understand that person hasn't been building. They may have been a Christian for many years. But for some reason or another they weren't building their house on the rock what is the rock Christ who is Christ the word made flesh amen think about that think about that there's no trial there's no difficulty think of the worst things that could ever happen to you or to anybody else none of those things can take us away from loving Jesus can you say amen to that? Vincent can you say amen to that? he's not sure what to say amen to <laughs> Can anything separate us from loving Jesus? Only if we let it. Amen? Amen. Hudson Taylor said it like this. He says, it doesn't matter how heavy the pressure is. It only matters where the pressure is at. If it's between me and God, if I put it, if I allow it to be between me and God, then it'll make me go further away from God. Otherwise, that pressure or those trials is only going to push me closer to Jesus. Amen. I've seen some women whose husbands are unfaithful and miserable wretches and beat them and, and those women end up hating God. Why did this happen to me? And their children, their children grow up with anger and, 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 and frustration at life. I've seen other women that have just the opposite experience. They, they have the same kind of a husband. And they learn to love God more. Y han aprendido a amar a Dios más. and their children grow up with that y los hijos también crecen así. instead of regretting things in life en vez de, de, uh, lamentar cosas en la vida. they appreciate Lo todo. God's grace la gracia de Dios. it all depends todo depende. if we can hear God if we're hearing God's word or not si estamos escuchando la palabra de Dios o no. let's look at John chapter 10 Veamos en Juan capítulo 10 
I like that question we were talking about here before church started. You know, why can't God just come down and shout out, here I am, look at me, believe? Y me gusta esa pregunta que, no, que me hacía antes del servicio, ¿no? de que por qué Dios no baja y dice, aquí estoy, crean. Well, here Jesus again gives us another reason why. Bueno, aquí Jesús nos da otra razón por qué. In John chapter 10, en Juan capítulo 10, and verse 27, en verso 27, this is our third point up here. Actually, I've got it backwards there. Uh, who really belongs to Jesus' family? Uh, in Luke, 20, Luke chapter 8, Jesus says this. What did Jesus say about who his family members are? What? Those that do the, he said two different things. He said, those that do the will of my father, they're my, my, my brothers and sisters and mothers. And those who hear the word, in another gospel he said, those who hear the word of God and do it, they're the ones who are my family. Now if we take that literal, can we call everybody that sits in the church our brother? We use the word brother and sister too freely sometimes, don't we? Brother, 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 sister, 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 sister. Everybody's liberal, no? Because they walk inside a church, we say, "Hey, brother, how you doing?" You know. Jesus didn't do that. He said, "You want to know who my brothers and sisters are?" Those who hear the word of God and do it. So what we could, what we should probably do is. Before anybody comes in our door, we should say, okay, have you heard God's word and have you done it? <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll call you brother. Now that you, if you've heard God's word and you're doing it, now you can say, well, you're my brother. Right? It'd be a little difficult to check all those kind of things out. Here in John 10, Jesus says who the sheep of his pasture are. Aquí él habla, dice que quiénes son la, la oveja de su prado. Now, now, if you had a herd of cattle, if you had a herd of cows, if you, if you, if you, had a, if you owned a herd of cows, de, de vacas, yeah, if you had a, how would, and, and all of a sudden those cows all left and, and, and went out into the field and got mixed up with everybody else's cows. How would the cowboys know which cows were theirs and which ones weren't? Would they know? How? Yeah, they, they burned. They, they actually, they had already burned on that cow a mark. That's the only way they would know. They'd have to look and find that burn mark on the cow. That was called branding. Every, every uh, cow herder had his brand it's like an iron, long iron stick with a little uh, emblem like, a, like if it was the Teleria family it would probably say, you know, MT, a big emblem with MT on it, you know. And they would stick it in the fire and get it red hot. 
Toman ese, esa marca, ¿no? La en el fuego, hasta que está rojo vivo. Then they would brand that cow. Y así marcan esa vaca. And that cow, that person knows that cow is mine. Y así la persona sabe que esa vaca es mía. Now, that would probably be easy if God could do that to us too, right? Sería I mean, fácil si Dios hiciera eso con nosotros, ¿no? You want to be mine or you want to be theirs? Que dijeras, quieres ser mío de ellos. Well, okay, man, let me just burn something on you. You won't forget who you belong to. Dice, Melo, vamos a... Marcarte para que ahora seas mía. But he doesn't cow, he doesn't call us the cows of his pasture, does he? Pero no nos llama la vaca de su prado. Right, he's not a cow, God's not a cowboy. Dios no es vaquero. He's a shepherd. No, Dios es un pastor. Right, God's not a cowboy. Dios no es un vaquero. Jesus is not a cowboy. Jesús no es un vaquero. He's a shepherd. No, él es un pastor. And as far as I understand, shepherds don't brand their sheep. No, yo entiendo los pastores. Uh, no marcan sus ovejas. At least back in those days they did. I don't know what they do nowadays. But a shepherd knew all of his sheep. Pero el pastor conocía sus ovejas. But not only that, no solo eso, those sheep knew their shepherd. Las ovejas también conocían a su pastor. All the shepherd had to do was either play a, like a little flute of his or a call by name. He actually would give names. Back in those days the, the, the Israelites they would give names to their sheep. And he would call them by name. And the sheep would follow. Jesus says, I'm the shepherd. And verse 27 says this. My sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. And, and I know them and they follow me. Now at this point he's talking to people that are rejecting his words. Y en este punto está hablando a personas que han rechazado su palabra. See, look at verse 19. Mira el verso 19. He, there was a division therefore among the Jews because of what Jesus was saying. Dice que había volvió, dice volvió a haber disensión entre los judíos por las palabras de Jesús. And many of them said, he has a devil. He's he's crazy. Why are you listening to him? Y muchos hasta dijeron, tiene demonio, está loco, ¿por qué aún escucha? And the other group was saying, this can't be the words of a crazy man or someone who has a devil. Can a person who has a devil open the eyes of a blind person? Otros dijeron, estas palabras no son de un endemoniado. ¿Puede acaso el demonio abrir los ojos de los ciegos? And look at the question Jesus has asked. It almost sounds like what Vincent and DJ were asking me today. Mira la pregunta que Jesús hace. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long will you make us to doubt? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Just tell us if you are or you're not. Just tell it to us. Make it clear. Don't talk in parables and don't make it so complicated. Just say, are you or aren't you? Make it clear to us. He's, but Jesus says, I, and answered them, I already told you. Y Jesús le respondió y dice, ya los, ya los he dicho. And you don't believe. Y no lo creéis. Verse 26. Verse 27. You believe, 26. you believe not because you are not of my sheep as I said unto you. Dijo, pero vosotros no creéis porque no sois de mis ovejas como os he dicho. The reason why you don't know who I am, Jesus says, is not because I haven't made myself clear enough to you. The reason why you don't know who I am because you're not my sheep. If you were my sheep, 
fueran de mis ovejas. You would know my voice. Conocerían mi voz. And you would follow me. Y me seguirían. My sheep. Mis ovejas. Hear my voice. Oyen mi voz. And I know them. Y yo las conozco. And they follow me. Y me siguen. Are you one of his sheep? ¿Eres una de esas ovejas? Just because you're in the pasture with the rest of the sheep. Solo porque estás también en el mismo prado con las otras ovejas. Doesn't make you one of his sheep. No te hace una de sus ovejas. Is that right? Hmm? Just because you're a sheep in the pasture following the other sheep. See, here's Vincent. He followed Victoria and her mom to church, you see. Does that make Vincent one of the sheep? No, he may be from the other, other flock down the street. How do you know, Vincent, if you belong to the flock and Jesus is your shepherd or not? Jesus says, my sheep follow me. My sheep hear my voice. And they follow. You see? The other sheep, they hear my voice, they say, oh, there's lots of voices in the world today. Who does this guy think he is? See, Samuel was a good sheep, wasn't he? Samuel fue una buena abeja, ¿no? He learned to hear God's voice through Eli. Él aprendió a escuchar la voz de Dios a través de Eli. Just like in one sense, all of us here learn to hear God's word through the preaching. Así como quizás todos en un sentido aprendemos a escuchar la voz de Dios a través de la predicación. If we can't learn to hear it through the preaching, we'll never learn to hear it at all. Si no aprendemos a oírla a través de la predicación, nunca vamos a aprender del todo. That's why God chose the foolishness of preaching. Por eso Dios escoge la locura de la predicación. So are we his sheep? Somos ovejas. Samuel heard the voice of God. Samuel oyó la voz de Dios. And he knew it was God. Y él sabía que era Dios. Whenever he said, "I'll obey you, Lord." Cuando él dijo, "Te obedezco." Amen. Amen. So Jesus says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." Mis ovejas oyen mi voz, yo las conozco y me siguen. And look at verse 28. I give unto them Zoe life. I give unto them Zoe life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands right and let's look over at one more verse this afternoon and The book of Amos. Can you find Amos, DJ? A minor prophet. Can you find it, Victoria? Let me see. Who can find it first? Melody, can you find it? Amos. No guessing. You've got to know where it's at. Does Irma know where Amos is at? <laughs> Carmen, you found it already? Look, at it. she has index tabs on her Bible, though. <laughs> Who found it? Yay, there we go. Okay, good. I haven't found it yet, Martin. Where's Amos? Okay. Amos in chapter 3. Amos in chapter 3. I just want to finish with this verse this afternoon. Joseph, are you one of God's sheep? Is Joseph, are you one of God's sheep today? Just sitting there in a pew doesn't make you one of his sheep, does it? Just the, just the fact that you have one of those Bibles that you love in your hand doesn't make you one of a sheep, does it? Doesn't make you one of a sheep, does it? Are you one of his sheep? Vincent? Are you one of his sheep? Vincent? 
DJ? Don't, you have to know. Tienes que saber. Let me show you a promise. Miren, miren conmigo una promesa. The question I put up here on, on the board is, who are the only sheep that Jesus will always rescue from the lion's mouth? La pregunta que está ahí dice que cuál, cuáles son las únicas ovejas que Jesús siempre rescatará de la boca del león. How many think that Jesus would rescue us if, the, if a lion or a bear came to eat us up? ¿Cuántos creen que Jesús nos rescataría si un león o un, un oso viniera a, a comernos? You think? Remember how David, uh, whenever he was going to go fight against Goliath? Do you remember what David said? Remember Vincent? What did David say? He was going to go fight Goliath and Saul says, how can you fight this man? You've never fought anybody before. You've never been in a war before. You haven't had any experience. How can you fight this giant? He's a man of war from his youth. Quería pelear a Goliat y Saúl le dijo, ¿cómo puedes tú hacer esto? Nunca eres hombre de guerra, nunca estás en la guerra y este hombre es un gigante. What did Saul, what did David say to him? ¿Qué dijo David? David had, all he had ever done is take care of sheep. He hadn't been in a war. His brothers had. Just like your brother's been in the Marines, David's older brothers had been in the army too, but not David. What did David say? ¿Qué dijo David? Do you know what he said, Victoria? Saul says, how can, you, how can you go fight this man? He's been a man of war. He's had experience from a child. That's all he's learned how to do is to fight in war. How can you go against him? You don't know anything about that. What did he say? He what? He had God inside. Well, kind of, maybe. Melody, you remember? No? Irma, do you remember? What did David say to Saul? <laughs> no? Martin knows though. What did David say? Yeah, there we go. Martin knows the answer. Give a hand to Martin today. All right. <laughs> what, did, what did David say? Martin was just telling him. David said... <clears throat> When, when I was taking care of my father's sheep and a lion came and grabbed a hold of a, one of my sheep a little lamb in his mouth and was running away he thought he was going to have lamb chops for supper but I taught him something different I went after that lion and I grabbed that lamb out of the lion's mouth now David could have said whoa I mean let him just have one lamb let me take care of the rest of them let me go ahead and have that one I'm going to protect these how many of you would have ran after that lion to pull out a lamb out of its mouth Victoria said, <laughs> would you do it DJ run after a lion and say give me back my lamb no no but David did it David wasn't afraid those lambs don't belong to the lion he can get his food somewhere else but not from my daddy's flock he says I went and I grabbed it out of its mouth and he said a bear came also now you remember the story 
Ahora... <laughs> a bear came also. Un oso vino. And that bear thought he was going to have lamb chops for supper. But I taught him a lesson. He says, I grabbed that lamb out of the bear, out of the mouth of the bear. He said, if God helped me to rescue a little lamb out of the mouth of a lion and a bear, why should I be afraid of this uncircumcised Philistine? Amen. And that's the way Jesus sees his sheep. Y así es como Jesús ve a sus ovejas. He says, "This is my daddy's flock." Jesús dice, "Estas son la manada de mi padre." And I'm watching them. Y yo velo por ellas. Even in John 17, he says, "Father, those that you gave to me, I've not lost one." Aún Juan 17 Jesús dijo, "Aquellos que me has dado, padre, no he no he perdido ni uno." Except for the son of perdition, that Scripture might be fulfilled. Sección del hijo de perdición que es para que se cumpla la escritura. Referring to Judas Iscariot. Hablando de Judas Iscariot. He says, "But of the ones you gave me, Lord, I've not lost one." Pero los que me has dado and he won't lose us. Jesus will never lose one of his sheep. Can you say that with me? Jesus will never lose one of his sheep. Let's say that again. I want to hear your boys say it over there too. Jesus will never lose one of his sheep. In Spanish, Dicen, Jesús nunca va a perder ni una de sus ovejas. Do you believe that? I know the question you're going to ask, but then how come people backslide? How come people get they, they leave the Lord and go away? Jesus lost them. No, Jesus will never lose one of his sheep. But the question is this. La pregunta es, Are we his sheep or not? Somos sus ovejas o no? The moment we stop li- listen Joseph, the moment we stop listening to Jesus, el momento que paramos de oír a Jesús, we're not his sheep. No somos su oveja. We belong to another flock. Somos de otra manada. Do you get that boys? Hmm? The moment we stop listening to his word, el momento que paramos de oír su palabra, then we're not his sheep. No somos su but those that hear his word and follow him Jesus will never let them perish can you say amen to that? Amen. do you understand that Victoria? See, if we decide I'm not going to listen to God anymore and I'm going to do what I want to do are we his sheep? No. Mm-mm. But as long as we say, like Samuel, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. And it's important that he said, your servant. That means he was going to do it. Lord, your servant is listening. And God spoke. And he went on speaking to Samuel. Right? As long as we can hear his voice and as long as we have little feet that say Lord I'll do it Jesus will never lose us will never perish he gives unto us eternal life read it for me come over here Amos chapter 3 you got to find that's okay take your time I want you to see the verse go ahead Amos chapter 3 did you find it Melody? I preached too long. You lost it already, right? Amos chapter 3. 
Let's say verse 12. Let's say it again. Jesus never loses his sheep. Can you say that with me? Jesus never loses his sheep. Who are his sheep? Those who hear his voice and do it. Those who hear his voice, bring them Those who hear his voice, those who have ears to hear it, and those who have feet to do it. Okay. So we're going to look at this verse in Amos chapter 3, in verse 12. Read it for us. Verse 12. Amos chapter 3 and verse 12. Then saith the Lord, as a shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria in the corner of a bed and in Damascus in a couch. Okay, so who does read it in Spanish? Dice en español, dice que así ha dicho Jehová, de la manera que el pastor libra de la boca del león dos piernas o la punta de una oreja, así escaparán los hijos de Israel que moran en Samaria en el rincón de una cama y al lado de su lecho. Ok, so who does the shepherd take, what does he, just say this, what does he, what is he able to rescue? Look at it carefully, Vincent. Look at it carefully there in verse 12. What is he able to rescue out of the mouth of the lion? Did you hear it, Joseph? What is he going to take? Yeah, the baby sheep, but what part of the baby sheep? Listen carefully. Let's listen to it again here, okay? As the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of, a mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear. Dice que rescata de la boca del león dos piernas o la punta de una oreja. What can the shepherd take out of the mouth of the lion? ¿Qué puede el pastor ah, rescatar de la boca del león? If he can at least look inside the mouth of the lion, I mean, maybe you're all the way inside them. Maybe the devil has just swallowed you up and he's got you completely almost down in his stomach. Quizás el diablo ya te ha casi tragado y te tiene casi en su estómago ya. But the shepherd opens up the lion's mouth and he peeks down inside. He says, I see it. What do you see? I see a piece of the ear. If he can at least see a piece of the ear, he'll reach right down inside that belly of a lion and pull you right out. Maybe that lion swallowed you completely and you went in head first. <laughs> but it, shepherd opens up the mouth of the lion, looks down inside, says, I see it. What do you see? I see two legs, two little legs inside there. And he reaches down and he'll pull you out. What does that mean? An ear and two little legs. What do you think that means, Vincent? An ear or two little legs. Those who hear the word of God. And what? And do it. 
The devil may have, may have chewed you up into little pieces, Joseph. But if you still have an ear to hear his voice and two little feet that say, Lord, my, I'm all chewed up and I'm all little pieces, but I still got two little legs. I still want to obey you. Then he'll pull you out of the mouth of the lion. Vincent, that's a promise for you. Because how many know the devil wants to devour our young people? The devil wants to swallow these young people. And the best thing we can do to help them, God of a Jaime, he's over here hiding in the corner. What the devil wants to do with Jaime and DJ and Vincent and Victoria and every all the what he wants to do, he wants to swallow you up. But as long as you at least have an ear. Just a point of the ear. And you're saying like Samuel, Lord, I hear you speak. I hear you. I want to hear you more. And two little feet. Two little legs in there. Jesus will reach down right inside the mouth of the lion and pull you right out. So here's the question for us. We don't need to fear that, we'll, that Jesus will let go of us one day and we'll just backslide and fail the Lord. We don't have to be afraid of that. The only thing we really need to fear is that we won't want to hear God's word anymore. That we won't love this word. That we won't want to hear it. That we've heard enough. And now we know it all. We don't want to listen. We can do it our own way now. When we're, and, and when we're like that, we may be as religious as every, anybody else in the world. But we won't have life. And we won't be saved. Salvation is based on our ability, not because we said a prayer one day. Right, Federico, just because you said a prayer a few years ago, even because you were baptized or even because you were baptized in the Holy Ghost that doesn't mean today you're automatically a sheep or for, or for me either just because I stand up here and preach God's word remember God can use a donkey to preach <laughs> donkey is not a sheep is it but God will still use donkeys to preach and just because I'm up here preaching doesn't mean I'm a sheep but this is one thing I do know that if at least we can hear we want to hear and inside we're saying Lord I want to obey then he'll rescue us even if the lion is swallowing us whole, even if he's chewed us up all over, 
Él nos va a rescatar de la boca del león. Carry us back in his arms. Nos llevará de vuelta en sus brazos. Put all the pieces, sew all the pieces back together. Nos va a coser de vuelta de todo. Heal us and va a sanar. Make us his sheep again. Y nos va a hacer su oveja nuevamente. But learning to hear that word. Pero aprender a oír esa voz. And the desire, at least say, Lord, I don't feel like doing it. But I'm willing for you to change me. When we do that, he can change us. Joseph, he can change you. So many years you've gone and you've had a certain experience. Uh, you like those little Bibles, I know. But having a Bible in your hand doesn't make you a Christian. Coming to church on Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. But God can change you. He can take that mess that's in your life now and He can change you and make you a saint. But at least you've got to say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. And when I hear it, Lord, I want to be your servant, I will obey. I don't have any faith for anybody that just wants to come and be religious. I have no faith at all for them. I don't have any encouragement or even desire to work with people that want to just be religious. But when someone comes and says, I love God's word and I want to learn more. I have hope for that person. They may have all kinds of problems in their life. They may have a horrible temper. They may be up and down one day, discouraged the next. But as long as they're saying, I want to hear God's word for my life today, tell me, what's God's word? That's the kind of people I want to work with. Amen? Amen? I don't. I, uh, Jesus had his share of religious people when he walked on the earth. They all were religious as could be. And all they did was crucify the Lord, the Prince of Life. And that's all that religion religion will do in your life and my life. But if we're His sheep, it's a whole different thing. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that really want to be a sheep that belongs to his to Jesus's pasture. Ya que hoy ustedes que en verdad quieren ser sus ovejas y ser parte del 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 prado de Jesús. Just because you were a sheep when you yesterday or the day before or last year. Solo porque quizás fuiste una oveja ayer o el día anterior o aún el año pasado. Doesn't make you a sheep today. No te hace una oveja hoy. But unfortunately, the only way you can be saved is by being a sheep every day. Coming to church on Sunday doesn't make anybody a sheep. 
Y que venía a la iglesia el domingo no hace a nadie una oveja. So I want to just ask right now, in all sincerity, I think, and to honor God's word this afternoon. If you want to be one of his sheep, today and every day of your life, and you want to make a fresh decision today to be one of God's sheep, del Señor. Then come up to the altar, right? Come up front here and stand with me today. Ven acá al frente, pasa al frente hoy acá adelante. Come up here and stand today. Pasa al frente y ven, pasa acá. And, and we're going to pray. Y vamos a orar. And see if somehow God can do something new in our lives. Y vamos a de alguna manera Dios puede hacer algo nuevo en nuestra vida. It's so easy just to go through religious routines. Y es tan fácil simplemente ir por nuestra rutina religiosa día a día. Y en eso no hay vida. La única vida es cuando oímos su palabra y lo hacemos. Joseph, do you want to be one of his sheep? Joseph, ¿quieres ser una de sus ovejas? You want to be one of his sheep? Then come up here and stand. In all sincerity, come up here and stand. All of us. Let's just show the Lord that we respect and honor his word. Let's stand here together and let's say, Lord, I want to be one of your sheep. Y honrando su palabra para el Señor, vamos aquí enfrente, digámosle, Señor, yo quiero ser tu oveja. I was your sheep last year. Yo fui tu oveja el or, año pasado. It doesn't matter what your experience has been. No importa si lo que has experimentado de antes. But right now you say, I want to be one of his sheep. Pero ahora le dice, Señor, yo quiero ser tu oveja. Come, come, Lord. Um, Federico, come. Bring that baby up here. Tráela. I don't care if she screams and yells and pulls everybody's hair out. Bring her up here. Tráela. Let her know that this is where God's presence is and she can feel God's presence too. Amen. Amen. I want to be one of his sheep. Yo quiero ser una de tus ovejas, Señor. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. The challenge the Lord was setting before us last, uh, about a couple weeks ago was Uh, concerning the Passover feast. Y el reto que Dios nos presentaba hace como una semana era acerca de uh, la, 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 la Pascua. The way God sees a church is this. Como a Dios de la iglesia que es así. Just because people get together in his name does not make that a church. Solo que porque algunos se reúnen en su nombre no hace eso una iglesia. Just because there's a lot of people that get together in his name, in Jesus' name, and, and they put, give themselves a name and all of that does not make it a church. Solo porque quizás muchos pueden reunirse en el nombre de él y, y, y quizás dan un nombre a esa, esa, a esa reunión no lo hace una iglesia. What makes a church family? And we're not talking about the church of God or Christ, the Christ bride. We're talking about a church family, like what, we're, what we want God to do in our midst. We're talking about a church family. ¿Qué es lo que hace? O sea, que hablando de una, una iglesia en familia, ¿no? Yeah, not, not the church, because the church of Christ, the bride of Christ, is made up of lots of church families. No la iglesia, porque quizás la, lo que es la novia de Cristo, como conocemos, está compuesta quizás de muchas iglesias. ¿no? But the, a church family, what makes a church family is this. Pero una, una, una iglesia, la familia, una iglesia. In Exodus 12, it says this about the Passover lamb. En Éxodo 12 nos dice eso acerca del cordero de la Pascua. It says this. Dice. It says that if 
one family is too small to eat an entire lamb, then they have to go join another family so they can eat the whole thing. Dice que si una familia es muy pequeña para que puedan comer de todo el cordero, entonces dice que se unan a otra familia para que así puedan ellos comer juntos de todo el cordero. Now you might look at that and say, well, that's talking about quantity, how many people there are. Y quizás miras eso diciendo, pero eso está hablando quizás de cantidad, cuántas personas hay. Maybe that's how we can tell what a church is by how many people there are. Quizás así podemos discernir de una iglesia, ¿no? Cuántas personas hay. If there's enough people that then that, that makes a church. But if you look at it more carefully, you can understand it has a thing to do with how many people there are. It has to do with how much hunger there is. There could maybe only be three persons in that family, the father, the mother, and one child. But they have enough hunger in them to eat a whole lamb. Pero tienen el hambre suficiente para comerse todo el cordero. Because whatever is not eaten of that lamb has to be burned and thrown out. Y lo que sea que no se coma ese cordero tienen que desecharlo y quemarlo. What makes the difference? ¿Qué hace la diferencia? Is how much hunger there is. Es cuánta hambre hay ahí. Do we have a church here? I don't know. Tenemos aquí una iglesia, no sé. It's not has nothing to do with how many people are here. O sea, no tiene que ver realmente con la cantidad de personas. We could have a hundred people, we could have two people. Podemos tener cien personas o quizás a dos personas. That doesn't make it a church. No es, no es eso lo que hace la iglesia. It depends on how much hunger there is. Sino de que lo que lo hace realmente la hambre que hay. If there's no hunger, si no hay hambre, you could have a thousand people here. Podemos tener mil personas. It's not a church. Pero no lo hace iglesia. So the challenge the Lord has been putting on me to pray about is, Lord, is there hunger here at all? Así que el reto que Dios me ha puesto realmente delante para orar es, ya sea o no, Señor, si hay aquí hambre o no. If no hunger, si no hay hambre, then there's not enough people to make a church. Entonces no hay suficientes personas para que sea una iglesia. But if there's enough hunger, pero si hay hambre, if the people are hungry for eating the whole lamb, si hay personas que tienen hambre para comerse todo el cordero, then that's a church. Entonces eso es una iglesia. That's the question. Esa es la pregunta. Amen. Are you hungry enough to eat everything God's word says? ¿Tienes el hambre realmente para poder comerte todo lo que eh, dice el Señor? Or are you just satisfied with the with the white meat only or with the dark meat or with the, the legs or the wings or whatever you want to call it? ¿Estás satisfecho realmente con la carne blanca o la carne a uh, a uh, a uh, um, Maybe you get filled up with the appetizers and that's enough for you. The question is, are we hungry enough to eat the whole lamb? Do you love God's word like that? Is there that much hunger inside of you? Do you have that much hunger? Ask yourself. Y esa es otra pregunta. Or can you be filled up with a lot of other things? O puedes llenarte con muchas otras cosas. Amen. Father, we pray right now. We want to be your sheep, Lord. Padre, oramos ahora y confesamos queremos ser tus ovejas. We want to be your sheep that love your word, Lord. Queremos ser tus ovejas que aman tu palabra. That Señor. love your word. Que aman tu palabra. That want to eat it every day. Que that becomes our bread. Que la quieren comer día a día y que sea ese su pan. Lord, we don't want to deceive ourselves. Señor, no queremos terminar engañándonos. We don't want to think we're sheep and only to wake up one day and realize we're not. Que no queremos pensar que somos ovejas para un día despertar 
y ver que no somos. So show us right now, Lord. Así que muéstranos ahora. For these young people, show them right now, Lord. Algunos de los jóvenes, Señor, muéstrales. Lord, are they sheep? Señor, son ovejas. That they can search their hearts. Que puedan ellos escudriñar Even for those of us that have been walking, that have been Christians for years, show us, Lord. Algunos aquellos de nosotros acá que por años somos cristianos, muéstranos, Señor. Are we your sheep? Somos tu oveja. Are we your sheep? Somos tu oveja. Do we even hear you speak at all? Aún escuchamos tu voz del todo. Or are we just going along with the religion of Christianity? O simplemente vamos simplemente con la religión del cristianismo. Lord, show us. Muéstranos, Señor. As for me, Lord, I want to be your sheep. Y cuanto a mí, Señor, yo quiero ser tu oveja. I want to hear your voice. Quiero oír tu voz, Señor. Whatever it says. Lo que sea que diga. Whatever you speak. Lo que hables. I want to know it. Quiero conocerlo. I want to hear it. Quiero conocer, uh, and, oírla. And I want to walk with you, Lord. Y poder caminar contigo. I don't care what anybody else says. No importa lo que quizás otras personas digan. Anything else other people say or do. Lo que otros digan o hagan. I want to hear your voice. Yo quiero oír tu voz, Señor. I want to walk with you. Poder caminar contigo. I want to know your voice well enough that I follow you even in the darkest times even when it's dark at night and I can't even see where I'm walking I want to know it's your voice and I want, you, and I want to follow you even if you're out walking on the water something I don't know how to do something I can't never, I've never learned but I want to be able to hear your voice calling me and I, that I would have both the peace of the ear and of two legs to be able to get out of the boat and walk with you y poder tener quizás la punta de la oreja y las dos piernas para salir de la barca y caminar sobre even if the others in the boat make fun of me aun si los otros en la barca And I pray that I, I pray, Lord, this prayer would be one that everyone can pray, pray here with me. Lord, I pray that even if the others in the boat are making fun of me, that I would still keep my eyes upon you, Jesus. That you would be my shepherd. I want to be your sheep, Lord. Teach me, Jesus. Teach me how to follow you, Lord. I want to be your shepherd, Lord. Uh, your sheep, Lord. I want you to be my shepherd, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Help me to follow you, Lord. Amen. Just for a moment, with your eyes closed. With your eyes closed. Y así con con tus ojos cerrados. With your eyes closed. Jesus. I want to be your sheep. Jesús, yo quiero ser tu oveja. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesús, quiero seguirte. I want to hear your voice. Quiero oír tu voz. I know, Lord, that you'll give me life. Yo sé, Señor, que has de darme vida. I know that. You'll, out, you'll place me in your hand and nobody could take me out from there. If I can hear your voice si puedo oír tu voz, and I have the legs to obey you, y tengo las piernas para obedecerte. Amen. Can you sing this with me? With your eyes closed, if, unless you don't need to see the words. Con tus ojos cerrados. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control wherever you may lead. 
I will follow. I have made the choice to listen for your voice. Wherever you may lead, I will go. Be it in a quiet pasture or by a gentle stream. The shepherd of my soul is by my side. Should I face a mighty mountain or a valley dark and deep, the shepherd of my soul will be my guide. In Spanish, Cristo mi pastor. Te entrego lo que soy. Tú quieras vayas tú, yo te seguiré. He escogido hoy oír tu dulce voz. Tú quieras vayas tú, yo iré. Sean delicados pastos, o inquieto manantial. De mi alma el es pastor, conmigo está. Si me encuentro en valle oscuro, o por un monte voy. De mi alma el es pastor, me guiará. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may go, lead, I will follow. I have made a choice. I have made a choice to listen for your voice. Wherever you may lead, I will go. Wherever you may lead, I will go. Father, I pray today that somehow your word has penetrated down in our heart, past all of our religion, and touched us in some way. Sometimes we think it would be nice if you would just appear in front of us and say, follow me, and it seems like it would be so easy just to follow you, if we could see you with our eyes. But you've chosen the foolishness of preaching. You've chosen to let us just learn how to be sensitive and loving you enough to be able to hear you speak. Tú has escogido, Señor, tu palabra. To love you enough that we just want to hear your voice. Podamos amarte, Señor, lo suficiente para querer oír tu, tu, tu palabra. That we'll be your sheep not because you've branded us or you forced us in some way y que podamos ser tu oveja no porque nos has marcado o nos has forzado de alguna manera 
but because we love you. Sino porque simplemente te amamos, Señor. Because we know what you did on the cross for us. Porque si sabemos lo que hiciste en la cruz, Señor, por nosotros. You became a lamb led to the slaughter for us. Fuiste, Señor, ese cordero llevado al matadero por nosotros. You allowed them to nail you to the cross. You allowed them to nail you to the cross. Y dejaste, Señor, que te clavaran a la cruz. So that now Having risen from the dead, you're the Prince of Life and the Pastor of our souls. Para que ahora, Señor, resucitado de los muertos, eres el Príncipe de la vida, Señor, y el Pastor de nuestras almas. That we'll want to hear that voice because we love you because you first loved us. Que vamos a oír esa voz, Señor, porque primeramente, porque primeramente nos amaste, Señor, y ahora te amamos. I pray for each person here, Lord. Y ahora por cada persona aquí, Señor. There would not be one that would perish on that last day. Que no sea, Señor, uno de que ha de perecer quizás en los últimos días. That Lord, not, we know you can keep your sheep. There's no problem with you keeping us. Y sabemos que puede guardar tus ovejas. No hay problema, Señor, guardándonos. I just pray that you would give each one of us the desire and ability to want to hear you speak. Yo solo oro, Señor, que deja cada uno, Señor, nosotros el deseo, la habilidad de querer oír. To want to hear your voice. To poder oír tu voz. And want to follow you. Y quererte, Señor, seguirte. Thank you for making us your sheep today, Lord. Gracias por hacernos tu oveja, Señor. In Jesus' precious name. En el nombre precioso de Jesús. Amen. God bless you. All. Amen. Just say one more time. Jesus never loses his sheep. Jesus never loses his sheep. Jesús nunca pierde sus ovejas.